if your knowledge or your expertise is redundant or out of date, not keeping up, in essence, you become, you run the risk of becoming obsolete. You are listening to Amplifier Success Podcast, episode 375. And today you're going to hear how to avoid information overload by becoming future ready. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It is your host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier and possibility igniter to expert-based entrepreneurs ready to stand out in their crowded market and start earning five and six-figure months. Now, before we get into today's guest, I want to talk about another kind of information overload. And this recently came up with one of my clients that I am working on messaging with. And it is one of the 17 common mistakes that guest experts make them the lead and the client. And we all know if we're going to be a guest on other people's podcasts, we're hoping that we'll be able to make an impact on the listener. We want to be able to Uh, let people know how we help them solve their problems, that we can help them achieve goals, right? And these very unconscious mistakes that people make end up disconnecting people from you rather than connecting them and making them want more for you. And this client was making one of the mistakes and it was creating this overload for the listeners. So I wanna make sure you know how to download my 17 Mistakes Scorecard if you're planning to be a guest expert and interview on podcasts and shows, summits or any of those things and you want to be able to attract clients from it and monetize your effort, you need to go right now to melaniebenson.com forward slash scorecard download this free assessment and guide and self-assess, like really see where you're at. Are you uh, nailing these interviews or are you leaving money and impact on the table because you're making some of these really common mistakes? Again, melaniebenson.com slash scorecard, go download it. Let me know what you discover. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. Today, we're going to talk about something that's a bit of a departure and such a cool principle that I you're going to definitely want to get your pen and paper out and take good notes. It's time for future readiness and to develop the most important skill for entrepreneurs that basically can make you future-proof from the ever-changing world that's all around us. Now, our guest today is James Longley. He is a serial entrepreneur, a lifelong learner, and co-founder of Learn and Think Better, alongside holistic performance coach and his co-founder and wife, Sieta Longley. Hopefully I said that right, Sieta Longley. Now, they are the product of over a decade in business, and what they founded their company on the belief that lifelong learning is the heart of the personal and business transformation that leads to overall positive change in the world. They empower solo entrepreneurs and knowledge worker to unlock opportunities by building the rarest of assets, the valuable skills that can never be taken away. 
no matter the changing markets, AI, technological advances, industry mood swings, all of it. So you're going to love this conversation today. James, thank you so much for joining us. And I have to give a shout out to our friend Heather, who introduced us to. Yes, a big a big thank you to Heather, the ultimate super connector that she is. And it's yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you. I'll uh, I'll preface this by saying if people are sick to death of hearing about AI, don't worry, it's only going to get more and more and more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of went AI numb. You know, it was yeah. like oh, another course on AI. Oh, another person shouting. Anyway, we could make yeah. this about AI, but that's not really the focus today. AI, I think, is a tool. Um, not necessarily meant to replace what any of us are doing. And I think think there'll be some course correction in the, the market uh, over some time. Would you agree? I would, for the most part. I think uh, it remains to be seen where it takes us. As yeah. a co-pilot, it's, it's very exciting. But obviously, in the, in the early days of any technology, there's, there's hyperbole and, and things going a little far. So I would agree <laughs> with that, for the most part. Yes, yeah. yes. well... I'm uh, I'm really excited to dig into this conversation with you today, especially because a lot of what I believe and what I see so important is being able to prepare ourselves to stand strong no matter what comes our way. And I think, you know, when we bring mindset and capability together, we create this formula, this, this strength that... Um, I, I just think it like, as you call it, future readiness, like I think of it as future proofing. So yeah. I would love to hear what you mean by future readiness and why it's something that we should be paying attention to right now. I, I love that you sort of drew that juxtaposition between the two. So I think about the future readiness, future proof dynamic in a couple of different ways. I'll start off by saying what I mean by future readiness. In essence, what I'm talking about there is it's a state. It's a, and you you mentioned mindset as well. It's a state and it's a mindset towards change. It's this idea that we have to accept that change is not an event. We tend to have make the mistake of thinking change is an event that we can either avoid or delay or anything like that. But in reality, change is an ongoing process. It's always happening. Sometimes it's unpleasant. Sometimes it's in our face. Other times not. And so the future readiness versus future proof the reason that i think of it in that way is that future readiness speaks more to me of a dynamic state um i like this mind like water kind of idea that when you drop a stone into water the reaction is always uh directly proportionate to the size of the stimulus and then once that stimulus is gone the water settles so that's kind of the state of readiness that i encourage people to try and cultivate which is respond to change don't be freaked out by it don't respond disproportionately and and really move with it so I've, we came up with this idea of being a change surfer which is somebody who really gets into the embrace of change and uses it as a vehicle to build momentum and to keep moving forward so future readiness is that dynamic state of always keeping an eye on the horizon seeing what's coming asking what do I want to be in this new reality and and taking steps required to get there? Well, for two things you just said that really like speak to me particularly, and I'm curious as you're listening in today, how these register for you. And one is this idea of being like water. It's a metaphor that I really use a lot. And actually 
when things have been their toughest in my life, like I, I always like imagine myself uh, this flowing river <laughs> and it didn't matter what was happening with the stones and the rocks, right? Like I could just flow around things that felt like were in my way. So that yep. metaphor is just such a powerful metaphor. Uh, but the other thing that you just alluded to, and I'd love to unpack a little bit more before we move on, is this idea of like, um, I think you said something about questioning or asking the right questions. And one of the things that I believe is a game changer in um, being somebody that can navigate anything coming our way is the power of asking better questions. And really, like, what am I paying attention to and how do I need to show up around this or how what choices do I need to make right now so that I can either neutralize or uh, maybe capitalize on what's changing? I'm just kind of curious how you see the like the importance of questions and what what questions we do ask ourselves. I think you've absolutely nailed the essence of the whole concept because I would tie good questions, high mileage questions, back to a sort of a, a state of being grounded in who you are, the real sense of knowing who you are and what business and life you're trying to create enables you to ask the right questions. Otherwise, you don't have a place to ask those questions from. You don't envision the future that you're trying to reach. And I think one of the most incredible things I've learned about learning and the function of the brain and how we how we really work is our most powerful capacity. We are never going to be able to outdo the computers in terms of raw memory storage, um, the fact that our memories will decay over time versus this thing that's stored in a in a hard drive or in a in a cloud drive somewhere. We don't win in that way. What we're better at is at pattern matching and pattern recognition. That is our superpower. And if anything taps into that capability, it's asking questions. Asking the mm -hmm. right question, just letting it sit on the back burner of your mind and let that pattern recognition happen. So I am a huge, huge believer in in, in asking the right questions, yeah. Yeah, we could have a whole conversation about the power of questions. So I won't, I won't go down that rabbit hole too far. <laughs> but I, for the listener, I just want to say there are, there are excellent questions and then there are limiting questions. And knowing how to ask the right questions of yourself and of others and use those as prompts for self-discovery is really an important skill to develop because you can ask yourself questions in ways that literally stall progress or unleash opportunity. So this mm. is a really important skill that I think we're going to unpack some more of, right, James? I love that. Just one, yeah. one addition to that is um, I would just invite people to, to, uh, to just Google Richard Feynman and his 12 favorite problems. Mm. And that's a fantastic. He was a, a, likely people will know Feynman. He was a an award-winning scientist, but he used problems and posing high mileage questions as the real way to lead to the breakthroughs that he had. And he was somebody who was just exploring a whole range of disciplines from science to music and a whole lot, but he used questions as the mechanism to uh, really tap into the brain's capacity. So we'll do one better and we will um, coordinate with you to find that link and put it in the show notes for you all. So it'll make it easy to find. Okay, cool. Well, let's go a little bit more into this idea of continuous learning. And, you know, I, I have many questions I want to ask around this, but I want to start with like, why is continuous learning and skill development and like, 
why is it so important for entrepreneurs? Why is it going to help them gain an advantage that we should be aware of? Well, I think the best way to 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 sort of illustrate that is to ask <laughs> ask a high mileage question, which okay. is uh, which is basically I would I would invite everyone listening to to envision the business that they run on a daily basis, whether it's a service based business, whether it's it's products, courses, whatever it might be. If you work in the realm of knowledge, where you are using your skills, your expertise, your knowledge to create value for other people, which I would say is is the case for just about all of us in in an entrepreneurial capacity. As you think about what you do on a daily basis, it's it's really you are referencing your most up to date knowledge, how to do something, whether you're providing a service, you need to know how to use the most up to date technology. You need to be able to be a trusted advisor for your clients and you're instructing them or guiding them on how they need to do something. In all of those cases, if your knowledge or your expertise is redundant or out of date, not keeping up, in essence, you become, you run the risk of becoming obsolete. So it's it's cultivating, continuously cultivating, having the knowledge you need to deliver value. And I, I really want to encourage people, this is not a, a scarcity kind of mindset that you want to have with this where I'm scared that my my skills and my knowledge will be obsolete. It I really encourage you to look at it as the biggest opportunity that you that you have is to embrace this mentality of continuous learning, continuous discovery, and just use it as a as a competitive advantage, really. Mm, I love it. It is a competitive advantage, I think. Um, and I think about where I was at the beginning, you know, in 2000 and where I am today and all the things I had to learn. And I know every time I knew there was a new level of growth or I wanted to make a bold move, one of the first questions I was asking myself was, is there something I need to learn or a skill I need to develop to be able to pull that off? So yeah. I think that fits very nicely together. <laughs> well, you are I do- famous for, sorry to interrupt, you're famous for your for your commitment and in, in investment on an annual basis into into learning. So I think it's putting mm-hmm. your money where your mouth is there. It's, it's and and the the way in which you learn obviously is going to be fitted to the stage of business you're in, your current resources, et cetera. There's many different ways to approach it. But if you can tap into the expert expertise of others who've been on the journey that you're going on, it can just accelerate things immensely. Well, and perhaps this is a good setup for something I want to ask you next. And that is about, you know, like I, I could imagine that one of the um, self, uh, what, what do we call it? Like self-imposed limitations maybe that people get into is this place where people get into information overload or they get into the state of overwhelm because of so many new things they're having to learn or uncover. And you know, I'm just kind of curious, like how, you know, if we're always in the state of learning, how do we mitigate that problem of feeling such such a sense of, oh my gosh, there's so much all the time coming at us? Yeah, absolutely. I think I would argue that information overload and just having too many inputs, too much coming at us is the, it's the biggest problem we, we face right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, emerging technologies like AI that, that really just produce things on mass are only making that worse. And the, the counterintuitive answer to dealing with that, I would say, is it doesn't rely on a system or a tool or a technology. In fact, it's about you being very clear about what matters to you, 
what your current projects are, what your current focus is, and and really cultivating the discipline of clarity that comes with knowing what am I working on right now, and the brain being such a powerful priming and filtering mechanism. When you're clear on what matters to you, it becomes incredibly easy to just cut out all of the inputs that don't qualify, that don't meet your your criteria for what's what's important to me right now. At that point, absolutely, technology tools come into play and you can set up all sorts of smart workflows for read-it-later apps and note-taking systems and all of that sort of stuff. But it's absolutely your, your brain's filters, your values-based filters that come first, and then you design a system on top of that. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I and I guess kind of going back to what you said about like where you're at in your business trajectory and what's important to you right now, where where are you trying to go next? Is like I I am more of a fan of hiring high level people who I don't have to learn it, but I can I can basically outsource their brain, right? <laughs> or I can leverage their knowledge base rather than having to learn things that I don't need to be excellent at. And so maybe that goes back to really knowing what is important for you to learn and what is it that you just need a resource around? What are your thoughts around that? I absolutely agree. I, I, I mean, it comes down to, we've had, a, we've had a past conversation where we've talked about our individual battery um, capacities. Mm-hmm. And so this, this kind of makes the, goes back to the point I was, I was making about self-awareness, self-knowledge, but also values. If you're going to be, if you're going to be seeking out someone who's going to be doing some high value task for you, you again, will have asked yourself the questions. What am I best at? What should I be doing? What should be outsourced? Where am I not strong or where, <laughs> where does this not resonate with me? And those are going to be the filtering mechanisms, mechanisms by which you make those decisions. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's self-knowledge. It's also the stage of business piece that I said initially there is there are obviously associated activities and and things that you need to do at a different stage of business that wouldn't that wouldn't make sense at a different mm-hmm. stage. And that yeah, acts as right. a filter. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. So I'm I want to go back to something you mentioned before about uh, you know, we have a variety of inputs. We have so much information that we can tap out to tap into. And I think one of the things you and I both know is there is a plethora of online education that's available to us in different forms. There's uh, private coaching, there's group coaching, there's cohorts, there's trainings, there's on-demand workshops, right? Like there's just so much. And, you know, I'm taking myself back in time here a little bit, but one thing I noticed from the very beginning of my uh, career as a business coach is that it's very easy to fall into this bright shiny object syndrome. So, like, what do you think are the problems embedded today in the world of education that we need to be aware of when we're looking for like the right place to learn from? So we don't like just have a bright shiny idea, but we have something that's meaningful and valuable and transformative. It comes back again to self-knowledge, awareness of where you're at. And there's a particular thing that, that I think about now is asking yourself what your personal variables are. And by that, I mean taking the time to define what business am I in? 
So if you're a business coach or you're a freelancer or whatever it is, there's a set of variables at play in your business that will guide you in terms of what educational steps you need to be taking at the moment. And that that shiny object, I mean, we've all fallen into that trap. I certainly have. It's, <laughs> all you need to do is, is go online and see an ad for the latest, the latest, greatest course or tool, or you go onto AppSumo, whatever it might be. It's the fundamental human nature that the new thing is appealing to us. And so what is the defense or the the sort of filter you can use to get around that is being grounded in what business am I building? So if I'm building a coaching, I'm building a coaching business where I'm trying to acquire clients, then me going off and getting the course on how to use Facebook ads to bring in a mountain of leads is totally irrelevant, as is the shiny AI tool that I see online that can, I don't know, do whatever <laughs> whatever they can do. The latest ones is is scraping people's data. But again, if you're building a client-based business, tools and courses and things that focus on building audience is irrelevant. If you know that you're a person who doesn't enjoy social media, who doesn't like that form of networking, then signing up for the tool on generating leads on social media makes absolutely no sense. So it's it's that sort of binary of, of, of asking yourself what is true for me and making decisions that flow out from that. That I believe is is the most is the most effective way to to really avoid the shiny objects because they fall away when you're clear on on what you're about. Yeah, and I, I guess in my experience, I also see people they get excited about things, and there's something about it that's really enthralling and and feels right in the moment. But because they're not really reverse engineering, is this something that will get me to my outcome, to the experiences I want to have? They're just saying yes because there's yeah. something about it that's attractive rather than it's really aligned. And yeah. I and I respect that. Like, you know, not everybody's ready to learn the things that I teach. <laughs> and I'm sure they're not always ready to learn what you teach, but knowing who do I need to be and what are the skills and the knowledge I need to have that will get me to my outcome, that should be what I'm hearing you say. That should be your lead question. And this, you know, that that's absolutely the case. And alignment is the magic word there. And it, it actually reminds me of a change curve that I've seen online a number of times. It basically illustrates that when you start off in business or in any new venture, things are very simple. You perhaps are using a simple note-taking tool, uh, Google, Google products, you're keeping things very simple. And then as you progress a little bit along this change curve, you you spike up into this graph the, the graph spikes up into incredible complexity where you're setting all things up with zapier and you got back and forth automations in the next but then you get to a, a stage of maturity and you find you're back to those simple setups simple workflows and and that's that's kind of a rite of passage that you have to go through as, a, as an entrepreneur is go through that complexity and those errors and those mistakes to get back to simplicity a lot of the time. And uh, if you can avoid that and, and avoid that whole process, that's ideal. But uh, simplicity and just asking yourself, what are the real fundamentals that I need to be paying attention to is uh, is powerful. Yeah, I love that you're talking about simplicity because that's one of my mantras, simplify to amplify. <laughs> and I really that's think it. that sometimes we make it um, too complicated and 
again, that's a whole nother conversation for another day, but I, I love that we're going to always look at like, what is the simplest, most aligned way that I can amplify the reach of my work and what's important to me. Hey, before we move on, I just want to talk a little bit about mindset really quick, because I am such a mindset um, person. Like I think mindset is like the spark plug of life, right? It's like, um, it's either firing off that's uh, aligning us with what we want, or it's it's dimming what, what we have as possible. How do you see mindset fitting into this whole idea that, um, you know, we can get overwhelmed by change and what's coming at us? I mean, I, and I'll fully admit, like the last two years, there has been a lot of change in my life, and I have found it very overwhelming at times. So mm -hmm. I'd love to hear any mindset tips you've got for us around that? Mindset is everything as it relates to change. And uh, you you could frame it in a number of different ways, I would say. You could say, what is your philosophy? What are your core beliefs? What is, what is the mental model that you bring to the experience of change um, and things shifting around you? Um, you might have a stoic philosophy as you approach change and just sort of try to cultivate a, a radical acceptance of things. But I think what matters is that you find and cultivate a mindset or a worldview or a frame that feels empowering. So I, I have my own sort of hybrid set of mindset tools that I think, and, and I bring in this, this concept in our, something we teach is, is the change surfers mindset. Again, that is this, acceptance of change as an ongoing force as something where you want to actually position yourself in the most beneficial place possible just as a surfer watches the waves coming in and prepares themselves and puts themselves on the best possible place to catch that wave that's one mindset that's one tool but i think it's about really finding the the combination of of views and models that make sense to you and helps you to cope with change um and it is really a very personalized personalized thing but if i were to say one core piece that has to be at the center of that it is the, the willingness to look at things as they are and stop wishing there was some other way that has been the most profound shift for me and ranging back from the stoic philosophers to many thinkers today have, have different takes on this and they call it different things but accepting what is and working from that reality up is arguably i would argue the most important shift you can make mm, i'm really glad you said that and and it's very it relates very deeply for me i mean i went through uh, a mourning period mm -hmm. of having to let go of the way things were when they no longer were that way and i wanted to keep them that way and i event what really shifted things for me and brought me back into my own state of power was recognizing i'm here now and what's possible going forward that was huge so i think that's what you're saying and i thank you it is I would love it if you could share uh, a resource. I think you have a quiz that I, I believe as you're listening in today, this quiz is so fascinating. Um, could you share that with our community? Absolutely. So the, the concept, it's, it's called the Future Readiness Quiz. And I like to think of it as taking a snapshot of where you are in terms of your preparedness for all of the changes that are coming. And it's it looks at it looks at your readiness 
as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, through a number of different lenses. And one that I'd really like to emphasize is network strength and the connections that you've built. I mean, you are a strong advocate for the power of connections and network. And I firmly believe that as technology advances more and more and things are automated and AI becomes more powerful, the thing that's going to be absolutely crucial is the power of your network, the strength of your network, whether you are connecting with people authentically on the basis of mutual benefit and just authenticity versus um, something transactional. So the future readiness quiz looks at six different factors, including network strength, and basically gives you a snapshot of where you are and provides you with some uh, personalized next steps on how to increase increase your future readiness. That, I, that's fascinating. Um, how do people find the quiz? We will link this up in the show notes for you, but um, do you want to say what the link is so people have it in their head? Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I've done my best to shorten it because it was a really lengthy link, but it's 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 bitly, and then it's bitly dot bit dot ly forward slash future readiness quiz. Perfect. We'll link that up too, just to make it super easy for you. So wherever you're listening to it, just look down into the resources section and you'll find the link to that, as well as the other things we talked about today. Well, this is the time in our conversation. Uh, James, where I like to ask a couple fun questions, and I know as you're listening in, this is something that really I, I love finding out about our guests because, first of all, we find out most of us aren't all that unique <laughs> in the things that have been the most impactful, right? Like, there's a really interesting uh, congruence thread of people say a lot of the same things, so this will be very interesting. Um, what would you say is the boldest thing you ever did that ended up amplifying the success of your business? A couple of things that immediately come to mind. The most obvious one for me is I have I have upped and moved to an entirely different continent and part of the world on a number of different occasions because it best served what the business needed at the time and and uh, it it just made sense as the right move. And sometimes looking back at it, it's like, wow, you just left the Czech Republic and went to Cyprus on a whim. That's quite a quite a move but it has paid off to take those bold steps and it's always created a new context and a new environment to that has fed what I then went on to do. So, so those big moves is definitely one. Um, if there were another one, I would say sort of just sort of trusting my intuition and entering into a business partnership that, uh, that worked out really well and was based on intuition and trust and a sense of connection. I mean, sure that that wouldn't necessarily always go right, but it 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 worked out well, well for me. Yeah, oh, powerful. And and I love your first uh, share. There was really based on what you teach, and that is embracing change. And I think it you do have to embrace change in order to to move country, <laughs> especially several yeah. times. Some people are like, oh, I'm willing to do it once, but I don't know about several times. Um, just just to unpack that a little bit more, where are you originally from and where are you now? So I'm, I'm originally from South Africa. Um, I spent the, the first chunk of my life over there and then I went over to the UK, uh, met my wife who is Ukrainian but who lived in the Czech Republic. So we went to the Czech Republic, then to Cyprus, and I'm, and I'm 
speaking to you from the Czech Republic at the moment. So oh, okay. Your yeah. yeah. All right. Lots of lots of movement there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and looking back from today to the beginning mm. of starting this business, what's one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Because now you know it was really going to move the profit line or the impact growth of your business. Deepen my self-knowledge and self-awareness and really get connected with what is the business I want to build? Who am I? What are my personal variables as we spoke about earlier? And that would have protected me from so much of the, the reactivity, the chasing trends, the opportunity seeking that, uh, that did, it, it really just didn't work and it doesn't work. And I could have saved myself a fortune of time and money and effort <laughs> yeah um well said i i definitely relate to that and you mentioned maturity earlier and i i i consider myself sophisticated business owner at this point i've been in business for almost 24 years now and it's it's definitely something i've come to realize is when you know who you are where you want to be making decisions is so much easier and it really does save you um or eliminate a lot of those bright shiny objects so James, thank you for bringing us such an insightful and um, profound way to look at future proofing, future readiness, and to really up our game this year. So as you're listening in, I hope you will go and download or take the quiz and find out more from James and his wife on how they're helping people become the entrepreneur's that can stand the test of time, that can navigate change with confidence and power and strength. Uh, we need entrepreneurs. Our world is thriving with entrepreneurs. And I think in a lot of ways we can um, amplify the success of our economy when we really develop the skills that um, James and his wife embody. So thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing this to our community today, James. Thank you so much. That was beautifully said. I really believe that entrepreneurial ventures are the way that we're going to bring about the changes we need to see. So yeah, absolutely. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going, and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name, and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 